All right. So I'm going to uh, restart this one. Uh, let the whole world know that I just messed that whole thing up. <laughs> Welcome to Trigger Warning today, folks. Uh, it is Monday, April 9th. Um, we will be discussing or having a discussion, actually, with a few members of the LGBTQ community today. Um, now I'm going to try to speed through it. But again, as usual, trigger warning, uh, we'll be talking about things that are difficult, that are poignant, that might trigger you. If you're listening, take care of yourself. Do what you got to do. Um, the members on air today, the guests that I have today, are all members or allies within the community. And so I'll be talking about topics that are relevant to today. Um, and so I guess I'll, I'll just start by introducing my guests that I have in studio. Uh, so I have Rose and Jay. I'll have them introduce themselves. What's up? What's up? <laughs> what's good? <laughs> and this then school that I hate, but on, good? <laughs> on my call-in, I have uh, three people right now, right? I have Sam, I have Are they clear? Uh, Panda, and I have Zia. Hi, guys. Hello. 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 Oh, perfect. I hear All everyone. Right. Perfect, so, yeah. Everybody is audible, and um, I'm glad to have all you all on air today. <laughs> Thank you guys me? for taking Perfect. time and agreeing to uh, waste time with me on air. Well, hopefully <laughs> not waste time now. Honestly, I this is a topic that I know is really important to a lot of people. And Are they also part of the queer community? Yes. Okay, I didn't know if I'm competing against three <laughs> Ben Shapiro's. <laughs> I'm like, that's a huge no, trigger. That would be, be interesting I to have people like opposing views. I yeah. today, I promise. And um, I'm going to be nice. Also, <laughs> disclosing, like, as a former student who transferred out and, like, how triggered and traumatized I am by Hunter to have <laughs> these conversations. Like, I'm not coming in building things. I'm coming in to be more triggered. And I'm like... Oh, just beautiful memories that I had at this school. Well, hopefully we can be a part of Change. transforming things at Hunter. and That means you have to kick out the else. administration. Well, or... or I don't know, go to this I'm, school, I'm so I can say whatever the fuck I want We can want say whatever now. the fuck we want on air. By the way, guys, you can curse on air. We are online media, and so we have fewer rules. Preston, uh, so Fuck yeah. <laughs> Dean Rose, <laughs> if you're listening. Feel free to speak Sudi your mind. Yes, if you're listening. As, as, as Jay's saying, there are, there are things that need to change here at Hunter. Obviously, that also means here in New York City. In terms of queer inclusion as well. As, as, as progressive as New York City is, we unfortunately have pockets of bigotry all over and yes. um and it's I'm, growing i'm hoping that just just talking about this today will um well has, hopefully people are listening wow, right really grew up here. um not you so i, I want to do like a quick kind of go through uh, this is kind of part of what i do here is kind of going through the history of can we also just things. do everyone's names and pronouns again yeah you guys uh on and we, let's the call would you like to introduce yourself instead of guys i appreciate that thank you for correcting no me problem that. trigger warning <laughs> <laughs> so on air who wants to introduce themselves first go for it oh that's me um i'm jj cleopatra daniels i use they or she i'm an artist uh, New York City intersectional activist and a media maker. Um, I'm Rose. My pronouns are she, her for now. Um, I'm currently a student here. I study psychology on high key, low key. I'm a musician and kind of philosopher minded. Like I enjoy being in like spaces where actual ideas are cultivated because like that's where low key. That's where it starts. You know, anything else that's just waves that people make. All right, on the call. Hi, I'm Sam. Uh, my pronouns are they, she. I am, I work for a, um, I've lost my train of thought. How exciting is that? Uh, I work triggering. for a uh, company that educates medical professionals and uh, I'm also a member of the queer community and I'm really excited to be here. Thank you. Zia, you there? Hi, uh, I'm Zia. I, uh, my, my pronouns are usually she, though uh, it can be fluid at times, but she works for now. Um, yeah, I, I transitioned and then went off hormones, and I'm in a weird gray space gender-wise. So. Mm. Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely part of that conversation, yeah. Yes. You were missing... Laura, I there. guess that leaves me. Um, this is Panda. 
Uh, my pronouns are she, her, they, them. Um, that's all fine with me. And I identify, I guess, as bisexual and queer. Uh, when I was growing up, gender fluidity didn't like really exist. Um, I just knew that I liked ties. Yeah. You know. Definitely feel that one. So right now I'm caring for my mom. She's in hospice, and um, I'm not a freshman Virginia. It's very exciting to live here. Nice. And folks who listen know me. I'm Jordan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am a, I guess, a cisgendered male, um, and he, Pronoun, him, yes. is is what I usually go by. Um, you never know. And I, you know, and, and that's okay. Right. Yes. Right? And I, this is an important topic for me as well because, um, you know, here at Hunter, uh, I study sociology and, and human rights, and I'm planning to go into human rights uh, and immigration law. And one of the things that I've started to look at more intensely is um, cross-sections, intersectionality. Right, right. And, you know, coming from a, a place, a country, where... Um, homosexuality and any kind of gender nonconformity was very not tolerated. Um, Jamaica, right? Jamaica, yeah. yeah. And then moving <laughs> moving is, to the states, really it's yeah. Yeah. Uh, Moving to the states, it was you know the, I I experienced culture shock and in a positive way because I learned a lot and I had luckily really positive experiences and 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 examples from the very beginning and it shaped my view of of you know anybody in the LGBTQ community but also of people who just don't conform period um, right. and and so it's a big part of 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 my study is studying you know minorities people of color but anybody who is you know not conforming to the status quo in general and so that's why I wanted to do this show um, I think it's you know having so needed having friends and family in the community as well it, it's it's made an impact on me and made this even more important for me you know I've I've recently experienced I talked about this on another show uh, I have a brother who, um, you know, was very nervous about coming out to anybody in my family, but especially my father. And, mm-hmm. and this it's usually is the father, usually figure. The father right. figure, right? This, but right. this is a fa- this is a brother also that I I'd also just met. I knew mm-hmm. of my brother, but okay. I hadn't met him. And so it it when he finally did come out to me, I remember feeling that wave of just acceptance, but also relief. And just being like, I'm really happy that you're talking to me about this. And yeah. and then we talk about things here in America, things for him in England, and it, it kind of reignited this this fire with it within me. Um, and so yeah, this is that's why this discussion is important to me. Um, yeah. So let's get triggered. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I, I'm gonna do a quick get triggered and, and do some triggering. And feel free because I have you know Can't lists of dates and stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind weekend. of uh, <laughs> I've just been really triggered and depressed. It's but every day. Life. Right. So there's this dispute about this, but I guess in 1924, I'm just gonna do a quick history. 1924, there was a Society for Human Rights, which is you know was founded in Chicago, um, and this was apparently the first documented gay rights organization in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 1950, there was the Mattachine Mattachine Society, uh, which was the first national. Mattachine, yeah. Yeah. And then um, you know, kind of going through some more contemporary stuff. I think in 1952. Um, homosexuality was uh, listed as a sociopathic personality disturbance. Right. Um, and gender. So yeah, along, with, along with the yeah, gender, they're both just five. Pl- yeah. yeah. Um, Psych shit. <laughs> and then I think 61 was when um, Illinois became the first state. Chicago, go Chicago. Um, yeah. Center for Social Studies. So uh, the first state to decriminalize homosexuality, right? And uh, it's crazy. Only yep. like forty years. That's 40 exactly. Years ago. That's exactly what I was about to say. Centuries yeah. of, and still, like, for this to be right, de-stig- yep. not de- decriminalized. decriminalized. It's just like, it's just really funny when you look in the past forty years. So now all these movements are happening. I'm like, what the fuck happened for the past like twenty, thirty thousand years? We were all just living on a rock, eating shit. <laughs> I mean, you know? this rock happens to be a rock that. Um, Harbors and sometimes encourages bigotry and. I mean, uh, this is like this is, but this is like state-induced bigotry. Yes. You know what I mean? Like not just social. This is like state-enforced. And, and this is a country that keeps. It's only, also. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. It's also it's also important to not conflate 
are the puritanical American ethos and uh, with the entire history of human civilization. Right, right, right. Um, right. Yeah, I, I think that's that is important. I think you know realizing that a lot of this bigotry and a lot of the divisiveness is actually, even though we think about you know history as you know what we can think of in the moment. You know, we talk about 1924, but before that, and before right. that, before, before, before. Right. You know, none of this right. was a reason to be divided. And it wasn't fact, even. It wasn't considered right. wrong you until somebody named it, it wrong. I, I yeah. love. I love looking at you know native cultures right, and right. the way that they treat gender fluidity. Right. And it's very interesting to see how we've come. So thank you for for, for saying that to you. Like but it, it's, it's. I I still get a even like today with like you know obstacles around queer justice you know racial justice and like all these and it's this country likes to pride itself as being separate by, by church and state but it's still very you know influenced by a lot of yeah. anglo-saxon white christian thinking that it's really we're still are it still is mm -hmm. a christian nation and yeah. it's still like funded belief like empowered by these beliefs and i just hate when i hear like countries even like israel where people like to say oh it's a real democratic country i'm like no it's a theocratic country that has a <laughs> lot of religious influence and our secretary of state just recently uh, uh pronounced that jesus is the world's savior uh, oh, i don't know if anybody I heard that i can't right. even start talking about government right so i don't even want to talk about jesus anymore i'm gonna finish this timeline like, so, yeah let's go through this uh, 69 <laughs> Stonewall. Um, if you don't know about Ooh, it, go look it up. Uh, right before that, right. Harvey Milk uh, <laughs> was was assassinated, uh, which was which was a sad day for all of civilization. I Only think. eleven months in office. Yep, um, and he was assassinated along with the governor, right? And then let's see, 1970, there was the march in New York City, Christopher Street Liberation Day. Um, getting more recent, I suppose. You know, actually, not before we get more recent. The first federal gay rights bill was introduced in the United States in 1975. It was never considered. Um, the 70s was, was interesting. It's, it's when a lot of, a lot of, yeah. a lot of legislation, especially, um, started being pushed through. And then in the 80s, obviously, there was the AIDS scare, I'm going to call it, uh, for lack of a better word. And there was a lot of, a lot of the stereotypes, I think, that sometimes still plague um, the community came from a lot of things that happened with AIDS and and, and this this fear of, of being infected and and um, you know the 90s we had you know don't ask don't tell uh, thank you Clinton, um, <laughs> oh, Clinton. <laughs> we also and had then we also had oh I was always on your side yes. <laughs> meanwhile calling them predators back in the 90s okay <laughs> we also had Doma in 96 which was yesterday um, <laughs> oh my god I mean Sitting really yesterday it basically really, it really feels like that we just just, we, I can't believe we just did that um, Vermont in 2000 became the first state to legalize civil unions, and then the Supreme Court strikes down uh, homosexual conduct law in 2000 as well. Oh, oh, sodomy, yeah. sodomy yep. law. Yep. Uh, New I Jersey in 2006 gave uh, gay couples and lesbian couples the same rights as as uh, all other married couples. I guess. Uh, hate to you say all other, as. But then uh, 2009, uh, we, we had the Matthew Shepard and James Byrd Hate Crime Prevention Act, and that was also overdue. 2011, Don't Ask, Don't Tell is repealed, finally. Thanks, and Obama. <laughs> uh, 2013, U.S. versus Windsor, where Section 3 of the D DOMA was struck down. Um, 2014, Supreme Court denies review in marriage cases. And then um, more recently, 2015, there's a military equal opportunity policy that was adjusted to include gay and lesbian military members, which, as we know, is uh, has been threatened by our current president. Cheeto. Um, everybody probably remembers the Boy Scout uh, fun. <laughs> and um, yeah, today, obviously, I don't have to remind everybody about what's going on today, which is what brings us here. So... Um, I'm going to move into, I guess, kind of a prompt of uh, my first prompt uh, in this discussion. And 
my guests, just so everybody knows, have seen some of what I what I have to ask today. So I want to start since we did actually talk about. Uh, I do. I do want to first say yeah. that you know. I can't speak for other people's experiences, but you know, I'm an expert of my experience. Yeah. I'm not an expert at all. Um, I'm just talking as like a non-binary trans femme person of color and my knowledge and my experiences. But um, I'm assuming most people that are speaking here are not like experts in the fields they are. They're just coming from experience. I know there's someone who works right. in the medical field, but that the public should know that we're we're just people sharing right. our experience and we want to be heard. Right, exactly. right. Each of our voices is a different right. experience and we're not, you know, it's not a platform for all LGBTQ members. You know, everybody right. has their own Speaking story to tell. Speaking from our own experience, yeah. 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 I, I I also will say the same. I don't speak for either cisgendered or men of color or Jamaicans. Um, <laughs> I, all black people, <laughs> I, right? Yeah, I, you know. So let me just put that out there. Um, and I and I'm sometimes during this conversation will not even be speaking for myself. Um, I want I want that to be clear. Uh, some people who are listening who do listen regularly know that I I, I play devil's advocate, but. Uh, let me get into it. So I want to ask the first question. So we actually let's talk about you know this this speaking for yourself, right? Um, what what do you how do you define right somebody who's a part of the community? How, like who is a part of the community? Are there people who are not a part of the community? Where do allies fall into this? And and, and anybody who wants to let's get somebody who's on the call. So uh, Sam, Zia, Panda, if any of you guys want to start that one off. You mentioned like uh, you mentioned qualification in your uh, in your original prompt, like who qualifies yeah. as LGBTQ, I, um, and I don't think it's it's up to the community or anyone at all to police who qualifies as part of the as part of the community. I think it's really entirely self determined. Um, in fact, if you identify if you identify as queer or LGBTQ on in any sense of that acronym, uh, you are a part of the community. I mean, I totally agree I couldn't with you. Agree more. Yeah, yeah. And there's certainly, there's always what also also like really breaks my heart is that sometimes even within the community, like people will try to like disenfranchise certain uh, like sub like there's always people are always shitting on bisexuals, yeah. like gay people, <laughs> lesbians, <laughs> straight people a lot. Like they're always yeah, and non and non-binary individuals. Like they're always they always just get shed on by people like part of their own community. Like oh, you're not actually bisexual. And it's like. Well, you're kind of the human purpose <laughs> yeah. of this whole space, you know? <laughs> and, like, it, at this point, like, LGBT mean it's more like a, it helps you define yourself as a person, but there's no, like, qualification. You must be five foot right. three, <laughs> you know, weigh 170, <laughs> be born, I, I yeah. I don't date short girls, okay, no. <laughs> um, so, so, what would you say, because this is, this is something that, you know, using, using, using pronouns, using descriptors is something that, it, it's an, also an interesting Could I just go back to the yeah, queer yeah, yeah. qualification? Me, personally, I hate using the term LGBTQ because if you know its history, it was first GLG, GLBT, yeah, and it's yeah. all about who's first and who's last, and right. women felt second, but if you really want to put, in terms of oppression, you put the T first, right. yeah. and it's also not inclusive to so many other identities right. that don't fall. I typically use it because like mainstream straight society understands what that is right. versus queer or versus other terms um i do want to say that i i think i think i love saying to people when they're like in spaces and they're like i'm not sure about my pronouns i'm not sure about my identity and they feel they need to box themselves but right. knowing that it's a spectrum and even if you move from point a to point b and you're really a c wherever you are <laughs> i think the beautiful message of our community is like whatever whatever you are or you not are, you are still loved and you're yeah. still accepted. Right. And it's a spectrum rather than these boxes. But obviously there are these greater groups that um, want to, you know, like I in New York City went to a TGNC advocacy summit and there was a man that was, who's a big activist, who's a trans man, who I went to a workshop with before and he, you know, he's in his 50s and he was like, non-binary is not a trans identity. And me and the facilitator were really hurt and really, you know, and we were holding space for him. But when it was our time, he just got up and he left. Wow. And then I wanted to speak with him and he gave me this BS excuse that he had to run for the train. <laughs> and then again, when I was saying in a very polite way of just, I hope you understand or whatever, just like the fact that you want people to acknowledge that you are a man and you don't want to be discriminated, that like you have to acknowledge these other 
other identities. And it's funny how people, I guess, either want to play the victim card or someone who's a little bit more privileged and someone else doesn't want to hold that space. So we definitely have that issue of like bi erasure, non. I would like to say I don't even hear non-binary erasure. Yeah. So what do you huge think? Thing. Now, so, so it's is, really is queer a more encompassing? Uh, term. I also struggle with it because it has a history of a word with a stigma like the N-word. And I know it's been reclaimed, but it's still still defining me into a path of being weird, othered, less human. Hmm. And I know there are people who like to say that allies are part of the community. They are part of the community, but I don't want to say that they are queer because there's a lot of people nowadays who think it's kind of trendy to be called queer. There's even this artist, I'm not going to mention her name, she's very big in New York City and she's just um, um, called herself queer recently because her politics are intersectional and it just really gets me bothered how some people could just um, step in for the like the privilege of or the the minority card and mm. then step out in their privileges um, about the folks yeah. on on the on the line here how, how do you guys feel about uh, the LGBTQ and that's actually that leads into my, my, my other question so I guess we combine the answer but one of my questions was about this the mainstream movements, right? The mainstream gay rights movement, yeah. um, even even the civil rights movement. Like, how so do you feel about the the, the the LGBTQ, um, the acronym, the the, the the you know the alphabet soup, the alphabet word the soup. word the word <laughs> queer itself, yeah. or the movement in general, and how how its inclusiveness, um, you know, if, uh, I guess considers other people. Um, I think one of the original things that was said. This is Panda. Yeah was that like you kind of include yourself in the community and I would definitely have a problem with somebody who only experiences straight sexuality with claiming a queer title because I feel like that's saying like, oh, I'm a man and I know what it means to be a woman uh, and the struggles that they face or I'm a white person and I totally understand black people, you know, like I feel like (laughs) you can't claim that because yeah. it's simply not what it means. But I also want to emphasize that we're all here with this really limited amount of time to experiment with a 3D world yeah. mm. um, where we have an opportunity to be in bodies. We have food. We have running water in our homes. We have health care. Um, even if you don't have health care, like there's still patient first. There's urgent care. Like there are opportunities for most uh, most Americans in terms of basics like that. And I really think that like people should be able to include themselves. Right. And we can change our minds as we continue our experiments with being in relationships, dynamic relationships yeah. with other human beings. I mean, I, I totally agree. I mean, like personally, I identify as queer. Um, like growing up when I was like first figuring myself out, I was like, yep, I'm a lesbian. This is totally cool. And like as I went through it, I was like, maybe actually I'm more bisexual. And now I'm just at a point where I was like, you know what? I don't like as I as much as I appreciate the labels given to me, like I mean, the pre- appreciate the labels that I can take from this. Um, I would feel like some of these labels <laughs> box me in a little bit too much. And I feel like the word queer helps encompass all the other a gray spaces that are not included in the first four letters, but I totally agree in the in the fact that queer the word used to be used as something demeaning and something hateful. But I love the fact that as a community we've taken we've definitely taken that word back. Just the way, like I mean, we do it all the time. The way the fact that people you know black people just use the word nigga left and right because like right. it used to be something demeaning or even even in basic sense how sometimes like a group of women can be like talking amongst each other and would be like bitch like you know if a man uses the word bitch it still has negative connotations I mean all these words still have negative connotations but the idea is taking it taking the word and taking it back and reclaiming it as something powerful instead of something demeaning um so now okay on 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 the pronoun thing right like I notice you know and it's happening it's not just in this community but in 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 communities people of color in Latino communities is Latinx um and and I see pronouns have become this this new point of attack right um and and actually i guess while we're here i'm gonna when we have to remind ourselves that again like 
gender fluidity is not a concept that was constructed right. Uh, right. 10 years ago, you know. Within American society. Yeah, we talk yeah. about the Tainos, we talk about a lot of indi indigenous populations. Some of like all East over Asian the world cultures, yeah. That um, saw um, trans and gender nonconforming people as uh, shamans. And it's still, even yeah. in India, you know, a, um, uh, I mean, in certain religions and cultures, they want to be blessed by a trans woman. And they're kind of scared at the same time to, like, provoke them because they don't want to be cursed. But it, um, in non-patriarchal societies, you know, there was an appreciation of queerness because right. it just created a stability in society that wasn't very binary. Yeah. So... There are there are people right in in society now that say that you know people who are, are <laughs> basically <laughs> people who people who expect right others to 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 acknowledge a specific pronoun right um, to change their their speech right they they there's this sentiment and, and like I said this new line of attack that this is kind because of like it's it's a gender Bruce it's a Caitlin controlling General. of. Oh. Um, Sorry, control of, of the way people use words. Like, this is the language we've used for, for centuries. Like, why should we change it now? Like, who are you? And, I and mean, I my first defense is, like, you people fail to realize language is changing all the time. Mm -hmm. And, like, yes. now more than ever, mm -hmm. like, how many times, even in New York slang, like, we're making up new words left and right. You know, we use dead ass. We use, <laughs> oh, that's lit. Like, that didn't mean anything 30 years ago, but now it does mean something. Like, I hate when people give me that excuse. Right. I'm like, we're always changing our language. We're always we're reforming. We're trying to be hopefully yeah. more inclusive. And like social media does yeah. that so quickly now that we can new words pop up all the time. You're just annoyed yeah. that you've been living your life like this for the first time and somebody's coming with a different perspective and you don't want to change. For me, it's, you know, kind of like you were saying about queerness as like the spectrum of like finding your place as you were exploring yourself. You know, I used for so many years they them because I was pressured and also not comfortable with my identity and it just felt the space to be certain with the uncertainty and even so many times I hear people both queer who are cisgender or non saying oh they them is not correct English so that's why I'm not and I'm like well if you check Merriam-Webster since the 1800s <laughs> and I'm like yeah. let's say say hey where's Jordan and we're like oh they're coming back right. from the bathroom I'm like you just use it in a singular tense right. and they're like but I'm using in plural I'm like you're just giving me more excuses to not respect me right. and it's too hard for me or too hard for you and you want to call me by something else and I always find it funny that it's people that are oppressed themselves as minorities yep. that don't want to give the space to other people it's just the way we've been colonized to be taught that um, right. yeah right, so, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this clip I want you guys to respond to it some of you guys have already heard this some of you folks never, have already I, can seen you, this I want to see the screen as well yeah. you can maybe like um, so this Perfect. is um, this is one Ben Shapiro, and he's talking about. Um, this covers about you know Caitlyn Jenner, and, and the response. As someone who is who grew up Orthodox and who is Jewish, but I'm not very strongly Jewish. I still he just brings such a horrible yep. image to Jewish people, and he's not a well, help. Well, he's a he's a I would say a healthy representative of the Orthodox community because they believe the way he opens his mouth. Well, they're just scared of it. Let's get a let's get a, a, a I don't let's like hear him. him really quick. Let's see what your reaction is to well, him. Well, no, what no, are your genetics. Are? I, I, so I'd stay away from the genetics and back to the brain scans. You cut that out now, or oh, you'll go home in an ambulance. Yeah, that seems shit. mildly inappropriate for a political discussion. <laughs> no, I know. Well, yeah. but wait, to be fair, but to you, be, but to be fair, wait, but to be fair, you but, are, but to be fair, you're being, actually being hey kind guys. of rude. You're and that, no, 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 and that's no, no, no. not fair. I'm sorry, it's not rude to say that someone who is biologically a male a is a male. You just someone who is biologically sir. male is a male. But Mr. So. Shapiro, you know, you knew very well that saying that to Zoe would be. Would be egregiously insulting. So that's I actually yeah that the Ben Shapiro was speaking to someone who was a award-winning reporter right. who transitioned and she struggled and yeah and he obviously wrote a lot of articles like probably from that experience was probably projecting more of his transphobia yeah. being like so oh, Sam I want to I, I want to direct this question at you Sam and, and somebody who works in the medical community and, and it's something that I've been thinking about and looking at and, and, and kind of touching on um, is there in in the medical community at least is there a difference between sex and gender okay so I need to preface this with I'm not a doctor right <laughs> I am legally not a medical professional mm -hmm. uh, I am a medical educator mm -hmm. so with that being said the 
doctors who are in the process of teaching our future medical uh, professionals, our nurses, our medical doctors are starting to understand that there is a difference between sex and gender. Um, those who work more specifically in uh, with brain sciences and with um, biology overall are starting to understand there are differences within uh, a XX and an XY person mm-hmm. uh, and the XXY and the XXXY persons. There's like 16 or 17 uh, different variations of the chromosomal um, variations of humans. Right. Uh, the brain scans that were mentioned uh, briefly in that little clip that you just played mm-hmm. are part of a uh, study that was from 2013, I think. I should have that pulled up ready to go, <laughs> um, in which they were starting to to see the process or trying to um, assess how a brain looks in a cisgender person, a gender non-binary or gender queer person and a trans person. And they're noticing that those who identify as women are, they're, they're noticing different parts of the brain are thinner or thicker than in those who identify as, me, as men or as masculine. And right. so those who transition, their brain scans are becoming more or their brain scans align more with the cisgender women. protocols yeah. of that. Oh, so as a yeah. wow. Even I so it's, so it's, it's more complicated than just X, Y. Yeah. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's much it's, more complicated. I'm like, I could probably do an hour and a half conversation <laughs> about this. Really which, which is why I said so, so to yeah. anybody listening, like we might, we might have to do this again. Um, and, and if everybody can't make it, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, but I, I'm you know, it, this is obviously a, is that if you are a cisgender female and a trans female, you will notice that there are a lot of similarities even before hormone affirming therapies. Uh, between a trans woman's brain and a cis woman's brain. Okay. So um, there is scientific evidence Real to woman. support that there is Same more than woman. one gender. Right. And so I, 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 go ahead. Oh, so yeah. It's one of the things that I think it, it's it's really interesting to to think about. I mean, and, and there's, there's there are people out there who will deny evidence no matter what, yeah. and if you even I mean, if you shove I it think, down their face. I but. think even though I don't agree with any of his views, I think Shapiro, like he makes his standpoint on the idea of like the X, Y, X, X. That's right. where a lot of people who don't necessarily mm-hmm. agree with the transgender community fall. That's where they, you know, that's or where their facts come yeah. from, right? And it's like, I hate <laughs> to like, and it's like, oh, it's not normal deemed by nature. I'm like, first of all, like we already been told there's 16 different genetic variations of gen- of, of sex. Yeah. Not even talking about gender, mm-hmm. of sex by itself. Like the whole X, 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 Y bullshit is not even that cemented so I, into, I, you I know. think of gender as this, you know, very, uh, very similarly to race, right? Right. When I think about it, and and so, would you agree or disagree? Um, and, and if anybody on the on the on the on the line wants to answer this as well, that gender similar to race is more of a socialist construct and totally. than, than a biological. And, and I think totally. that's the creation of the human experience. Right. That's what it is. Yeah. It's like we all come in different colors, shapes, genders. Right. It's what the world is. But those are the th- like be- gender, race, and religion have been the three most distinct. Like that's how you identify yeah. anybody. Anybody identifying. So I'm not. I'm else. not alone then in thinking. Yeah. That, not, that, and like I now mean, it's like, class. So but like definitely. It's so different societies that socialize us in right. the way. Like, I mean, not to attack you, yeah. but like you were socialized of what it means to be a man right. and what it means to dress like a man. And a lot of people have that thinking when it was just a socialization and still men fighting with themselves who are so masculine of like, I need to be more a man. And it's just, that's just a belief. It's I mean, kind of like a religion. I think it's bullshit now. I mean, I, I have a picture of me is. when I was a kid wearing my mom's high heels and she was but a model. It's a, and it's I, a religion. I, it was, it's it was kind never, of like a religion of like is. a prescribed belief told to you of what you need to be. I mean, yeah. from an archaeological point of view, from the view of studying societies because I've like I've taken I'm not saying I do this for like a living yeah. but I've taken classes where we looked into like <laughs> I've taken classes where they talk about like the idea of religion and primi- like primitive societies and like from that viewpoint it's understandable why we've grown up to understand this is what it means to be a right. woman right because a woman has all these duties that have to perform within a primitive society this is what it means to be a man and like when you're when children are going through puberty they need that cementation yeah. like they need that fermentation of to be an adult to be to be an adult that contributes society and the idea of a formation of a man and a woman was necessary in that point in time. But we're now in a point in time where we have very modern comforts. Like we right. talk about privilege, but people fail to realize like being American and living in the society, you already have a certain privilege that are 
not in, it's not endowed from anybody who comes from a third world country, knowing that you come yeah. from Jamaica, knowing that my parents come from the Caribbean, the Dominican Republic, uh, any Eastern, of them, right from yeah. the Middle East, any of these people will get a foot and a half to be in this country because of the privileges it provides. But yeah. now we've got like, hit this point where it was like, okay, we don't need to like certify certain like roles in society of what it means to be a man and a woman. We can have much more leisure and gray yeah. space. And that's why I feel like more now than ever, you see a more rise of the gender ambiguity. You see more rise of sexual orientation ambiguity. So uh, Laura, Laura said. Like pushing back on its suppression. It's just like when we fuck with nature, it like finds way through like natural disasters to right. like, thrive and exist. Yeah. And I think it's just also way of gender or just identity or the existence of life being to come out of the um, roots and really flourish and people are always trying to weed it out. So Laura, Sam, let me ask you this one. Um, And and Sam, first for you, with with the the discovery of these new the new brain scans. Do you think discovery? Yeah, the discovery. <laughs> Air right? quotes. Air um, quotes. Was it discovered is this, by cisgender is, is this something that you think affects Probably. the way we view sex or the way we view gender? Do you think it'll change anything at all? Um, in a necessarily, not necessarily today, obviously. Um, but is this a, is this a sex thing or a gender thing? The brain scans are more of a gender thing. Okay. Um, the study that I'm referencing, I was able to kind of pull it up. It was from the, (laughs) hello, (laughs) my kid. Um, uh, They used uh, the University of Barcelona in 2013 and they examined the brains of 24 um, trans men and 18 trans women, both Mm -hmm. before and after treatment uh, with uh, hormone affirming therapies. And the results before treatment showed that the structures I'm kind of reading from the Scientific American article right here yeah. um, showed that there were more similarities in the brains to their cisgender counterparts before okay. therapy and then even more so after. So this is absolutely a gender thing. Okay. The XXXY and the variations in between is more of a sex thing. And this also isn't exclusive to homo sapiens, right. to, 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 to people. This is something that's also found throughout um, I can say definitively mammals. Um, I'm thinking first thing I think of is the uh, maned lionesses yeah. who yeah. show up from time to time. I've heard about that. Uh, and all sorts of awesome hair. And mm-hmm. uh, I believe that there's also several uh, fish and insects that either have the capacity to yeah. uh, change their sex or Clown gender fish. or present yep. in yeah. different gender presentations to either attract a mate or to deter a uh, threat. It so. that if anyone gets a chance to go to the Museum of Sex, mm-hmm. on their top floor in their animal section of sexuality and gender, it just shows you ways in which um, fish and different mammals had to take on different gender roles mm-hmm. for production, yeah. for keeping the peace. Apparently, amongst lions and other animals, homosexuality was used to like great uh, create bonding yeah. and mm-hmm. that's something that wouldn't see so and asexuality sex is about survival it's yeah. nothing else right? I mean, intercourse itself is about survival yeah. right? but like it's, it already exists in plants it already exists right. in animals yeah. i think i saw somewhere where it's like it exists there but as humans we still are struggling yeah. to grapple it and it's so annoying as the queer community to constantly be telling people sex and gender are two different things yeah. Because gender has always been used to put down one sex. Right. So, you know? uh, again, again. Well, and can, can yeah. I interject yeah. that, Go like, intercourse maybe was for survival, but why shouldn't pleasure also be for survival? Yes. Why shouldn't I, 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 I'm in agreement with you. <laughs> I mean, I think it should. Like, <laughs> I mean, from, it's I mean really from like an evolutionary standpoint, like, you don't need pleasure to reproduce. It is for it. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's true. I mean, I think. Um, especially, you know, if we if we look at, you know, and we're trying to reproduce for what an overpopulated yeah. world, physiologically, psychologically, <laughs> mentally, emotionally. There's I think obviously this, pleasure yeah. pleasure is absolutely necessary, um, and, which is why which is why you know I said intercourse itself. I think there is you know and I mean if honestly without, let's, let's be true for a second. <laughs> if pleasure was necessary for reproduction, we would not have this many humans on Earth. Yeah. Like, and that's, and that's not, you know, the male <laughs> species does not do it. They need to work on that part. Well, and <laughs> I like that you specified intercourse because it's just like, I mean, sex just is... Is not The just, definition of yeah. sex in mainstream culture is ridiculously right. narrow. Right. And because body shame is like the root of all evil. Yeah, that's why I want, that's why I, I tried to go back and say intercourse because I think there's there's a difference between having sex. You know, right. like you know, we, we we call it making love. You you know, whatever. But that that process isn't just 
the intercourse. And I right, think that's, right. you know, that part, I think when you look at nature, intercourse only happens, you know, it's connected. That's not only happens, but it's connected generally with reproduction, whereas right. there are many other assets um, of, of sex in general and sexuality right. in general. And that's why I think that the, this whole gender and sex debate is interesting because, you know, there's the, bio the biology about it and then there's the, the, the psychology about right. it and then th there's this other, right, you know, right. physiology of the and brain and hormones. from people who live by these, like, traditional binary Dogmatic, religious cultures yeah. that affects their consciousness yeah. that they are trying to... I, I mean, my problem with a lot of religious people, they want to have people to live like them. Yeah. So they'll do anything to believe, to to erase, to not accept anything that's outside of their binary way of thinking. Yeah. And which is why people in this society, many Western societies that are still influenced by these religions that are very binary and traditional mm -hmm. and queer exclusionary are really struggling to grapple with this idea of something that exists that has just been erased and murdered right. and like by destroyed by society. On that, because we're, we're running out of time, and I obviously like, we're going to have to have this conversation again. Part but, two. <laughs> um, I want to ask. I want to ask a question first. And so there's there's this idea, and I and and, and I've seen it and I've heard it, and and you know Ben Shapiro says it, and <laughs> uh, we talk about this this idea that you know one. Obviously, we know, um, and because after they put it on the the, the list of, of, of you know medical of psychological conditions, it was taken off later on. All right, but we know that being gay, being transgender, it's not a mental disease. So ben Shapiro disagrees. Right. Um, He's but, orthodox, right? But Jewish. there are people. There are people that let's still give a shout out. Let's give a shout out to BDSM also being removed yes. from for, right. For the BDSM and five. so, as was that, was that your as, pitch, as members of the as the members of the community, like how do you respond to people who say to you, "Well, this is just people trying to be greedy, or they want to just be they want to just they, they're being deviant for the sake of being deviant," and people flip flop between being gay and straight and bi and whatever it is. Like, how do you respond to? So, I, Zia, let's I, start with you because you've you've been you've been more quiet. Yeah, and uh, and I really have thought quite a bit about this one. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I watched the I watched the clip that you provided where he talks about transgenderism as a mental illness, mm -hmm. and and directly before that, he says um, he complains about these protests about uh, against him, and and when he's asked if uh, if this is uh, political correctness run amok, he replies, yeah. <laughs> uh, "It's the furthest extension of political correctness um, to to." when you are uh, misgendering someone yeah. or the reaction against misgendering someone, when you say something that it's not just me disagree disagreeing with you, it's destroying your identity as a human being right. in a way that is akin to violence. And intentional. Now, this is hyperbole because it's not, it's not actually destroying my identity, right. but it does socially attack my, it attacks my identity from a social perspective. Mm -hmm. And it does, it does lead to violence. Yeah. This, this per, um, perspective that that trans women are actually men and we should just call them, it does lead to violence. The trans mm -hmm. panic defense mm -hmm. is only banned in California and Illinois. And if you're not aware of what the and trans panic defense is City. and the gay panic defense as well, is that <clears throat> it, it's a way of justifying violence in court that saying that that says, oh, when I realized that this person was trans or that this person was gay, I lost total control of myself. And and I reacted with violence towards them. Iceland Nettles, uh, a black still... trans woman that was murdered in the Bronx, only in 2015 did New York City also added a killing against a trans person to be considered manslaughter as part of the trans panic. And I'm like, I was like, this is really fucking crazy. So like someone's identity, you know, makes them less being charged for a uh, less of a person less being charged of manslaughter and let these fuckers get away with it and it was really because of an influence of the media like um even though it's controversial but the death and life of marsha p johnson which also did highlight um iceland nettles um court case and her murder yeah go ahead Z, you can finish i think you're uh, and and yeah and ben shapiro also he likes to talk about thought policing <laughs> Um, which I, you know, which I agree is something that we should be wary of. Right. And I, and I, you know, I, I have disagreements with, with hate crime legislation that I hopefully we'll get to talk about at some point, yeah. but, um, in defining transgenderism or homosexuality as mental illness instead of a type of neurodiversity is a form of policing the way people think. Right. It's a way of painting this with a brush that's going to show it in a negative light 
And we ha- no, we have to call this mental illness. This is not neurodiversity. This is not just the way people are. This is a deviant behavior. It's deviant because it's different from the way we want things to be, from the way we we were told things are supposed to be, from the way the patriarchy yeah. says the way things are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like also like me personally like coming from the psych community and like seeing how quick we are as an american society because we're still in a sense uh conservative this is a protestant country with very conservative views on certain things and And like how yeah like we're not right we're not really this liberal and like we don't really understand like we don't like speaking in a social science sense we don't understand what psychology is yet yeah. like we're still in within the first two, 200 years of psychology yeah. meanwhile like hard sciences biology neuroscience have had a couple hundred years and to get ahead right and like we're so easy to be like oh homosexuality is a is a is a mental illness or like transgenderism is an illness but we don't really understand the nature of what it means to be human right. and like now with all these biological science popping up we're like oh actually homosexuality is not yeah a deviant because it's seen all throughout nature and like transgender is not a deviant because we see it throughout nature it's like shut the fuck up you don't you don't know we don't know what we're talking unfortunately, about unfortunately we can't wait for the science to catch up because right. we're living it right so right. all right i'm gonna go down since we're, we're almost out of time um i want to get if if anybody wants to give me an experience a story something that specifically concerns them i'm gonna start with the folks on the line let's start with sam and then we'll go through everybody on the line so do sam uh, Panda and then, and then Zia. An and then experience that concerns me, like either either some, as 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 a as a member of of the LGBTQ community, so like a queer um, issue in society. something either a personal experience or an issue that is so pressing for you that like y- it makes you want to talk about it, you want to get it out there, um, and then obviously we can expand on this conversation another time too. Okay, so my two points are um, something that is ever frustrating for me is that I present traditionally a little bit more, um, I, I read as female, right. um, I identify as other, my partner uh, presents as male, mm-hmm. uh, so we get read as a heterosexual couple often, and the uh, I acknowledge the privilege that comes with that. Yeah. Um, I can walk out of my house and not be, in. I live in Trump country uh, in <laughs> western New Jersey, and I'm not afraid for my life, um, and that is a privilege because we've had. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but it also comes with erasure within the community and feeling like I'm not queer enough mm. just because I happen to be with someone who presents masculine and I present feminine. Um, so that's something that I would love to see more dialogue about within the queer community. Um, and then within the medical community, for anyone who's listening who's part of a medical school or medical practice or medical anything, Um, I encourage you to uh, begin having conversations with your staff, with your students, with your whatever about the LGBTQIA spectrum and uh, looking at them not as diagnostics, but as people. Uh, An example of this being when medical students are learning how to see patients, they... Uh, get like oftentimes it's like a one week in the middle of of, uh, of like their second or third year where they're learning all about uh, variations in orientation, gender, and sexuality. And so from that point forward, any case that involves a trans person or a gay person, the diagnostic has to do with their orientation. Right, so it's not just study. a trans person coming in with lower right abdominal pain. Uh, oh, this is a trans person who happens to have, or this is an appendicitis case that happens to be on a trans person. It then becomes they think okay, so what, how would this be related to the transness of the person? And that is a disservice that medical schools are uh, doing for all of their medical learners. And I am actively fighting to try and stop that. So um, hopefully next time we all chat, I will have progress and I can talk about it. That would be great. Oh, you're amazing. amazing. I would love to. I try. (laughs) Panda. Panda. Hi. Um, What I've said that's pressing is, um, actually, in line with the first part of what Amber said, um, is I reassure. Um, I present as feminine, and I get really limerent for men. So I'm typically in a place where I can pop. Um, one of my experiences is that one of my very dearest friends, um, she has a degree in social justice, told me one time that I was one of the few people she really believed when I said I was bi. Wow. <laughs> And I told her how incredibly offensive that was. And um, it was really interesting because she didn't hear me. Yeah. Um, mm. She didn't have space for it. She had space for her 
personal relationship with that individual, which I understand and respect. But I was just truly surprised um, that our erasure in the community is that deep. Mm. And um, so my ask is for all of us to extend our privilege to each other. I know that Mm. as someone who passes as straight uh, most of the time, unless I choose to reveal myself, um, I am really focused on being able to extend my privilege to others, especially also as a white person and someone who's part of the middle class and grew up middle class. So, you know, I've had my time making six and $8,000 a year, um, but I've been able to work my way back up to where I'm not in tears over my bills every month. <laughs> and right. so I'm just going to ask all of us to, you know, again, in line with what Sandra was saying, is just like be aware of our privileges and what we can do as privileged individuals to extend to the groups that are across from us. Um, Mm -hmm. There's like a pie chart circle of how privilege intersects (laughs) and it's really exciting to look at because it was a good opportunity for me to realize my own strengths and where I can stand up for people and people may be more open to hearing um, because of the way that they perceive me. Word. Zia? And thanks for Um, having me and asking. Oh, my pleasure. There's actually a lot of overlap, uh, I think between uh, mine and Laura's and Sam's. Uh, <clears throat> so the, the biggest thing I've been going through recently was was uh, was going getting off, losing my access to hormones and, uh, and Medicare uh, yeah. about 18 months ago. And uh, struggling at first when I, when I started a new job and I actually, I'm, this is 18 months ago when I moved to Indiana, yeah. uh, which I don't know if any of you know anything about Indiana, but it's, it's the armpit of the United States. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's just been it's just been a struggle, just because as my body is has changed back, and it's become much harder harder and harder to present convincingly right. um, as female, and uh, you know that and that coupled with depression, it just makes it all a whole lot worse, uh, and so. It's very strange. I walk around with with male privilege a lot of the time when when I'm really that's not who I am. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm in a gray space. I I don't know. I don't know what else to say. We, <laughs> Thanks for having I'm me. I'm happy. Gordon. I'm happy I that I was it. able to at least lend to, you know. And that's that's you know on that my I try to use my privilege right. Like I'm 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 a black man an immigrant and all the other things, but I'm also a man in this country and i recognize that um and and, and i try to use that want to recognize their privileges uh, and i try to use even that even if they're minorities yeah. right I, I try to use my platform to to yeah. allow other people to speak right you know and i had this conversation with my wife who's amazing um which you know it's reminded me that it's not about speaking for somebody else but allowing other people you know, to speak for themselves right, and right. I, I try to give use whatever platform i have right. to to just encourage yeah. and support other people, not even allow us, but encourage other people and, and, and support them in speaking for themselves. Um, so, Rose? Um, I guess the actually the first thing that came across my mind when you asked this was um, kind of getting more, I think it's important to get more black men, cis black men into this picture and understanding because, like, I, I can't explain how many times, I even not even black men, I'm talking about people in color in general, yeah. there's kind of, like, this very, very serious homophobia and transphobia mm. within the Ooh, colored community. And spe- exactly. And it's because of the aggressive culture that's been cultured within the African-American community, that, or like, especially among black men, that I have to be hard. Yeah. You know, I can't, any any sh- any signs of feminine or it's considered weakness, yeah, the, you know. Any time, any sign of, like, homosexuality is considered weakness. There's been so many times where I'm in a space of color and like it me- dudes are talking. It's most it's always mostly men. Yeah. And it's always like, oh no homo. Like they're so they are so homophobic with each other. So riled up if you're racist and Right, you're like, right. And it's like as soon as like any white person comes in and says nigga, like yep. you know, we flipping tables, we're doing this and that, but like at the same time it's like and I know like it's interesting because I'm not really part of any of that. Right. I don't really have a voice because like Especially like black men don't listen to black women. They don't. They, like you know, they don't know how to listen to each other. And it's like, 
out of out of all this intersectionality, I think it's really important to get people of color among this because like, mm. I feel like a lot of these movements mainstream anything mainstream is always watered down, right. you know. And like a lot of these w- movements, I see. Unfortunately, I see too many white faces, yeah. and I know that it's and I, and I know the first people who are attacked are colored transgender women, right. and they don't get the voice that they deserve. And it's like a lot of that brutality Our happens lives. within those communities, and nobody really talks about them because yeah. nobody cares about black people anyways. Um, but I think it's like definitely bringing that more feminine nature among uh, like people of color and like cis men is so so important. Like men are basically half of the population anyways. Yeah. Like we need we need everybody's support in this and kind of getting that subculture to, so- to soften up to the LGBTQ community is really really important. If you're out there and listening, hear it. Yeah. Really hear it. I really it? second that, and I really it's I I'm a big talker as you could see, but I went i mean it's not my point that i'm gonna make there's so many issues to raise but i actually met deray mckenzen um who is a black lives matter activist and i don't know he apparently he recently announced he's queer or not i don't know if he just wants to get more attention or not with his like whatever activism but i was like to him in this huge tech queer conference i was like i want 2018 to be the year that as much as we hold a white male police officer accountable for killing a black man that a black man is held accountable for when he kills a black trans woman and then you say her name in the community Mm. and his response was to me he cut me off immediately amongst this huge audience he's saying oh queer and trans violence and stuff is more of a community issue not a state violence (laughs) issue and i'm like are you fucking kidding me like do you not see the laws do this and i was like i was really pissed of like this like intersectional activist you know just not giving me a fucking excuse but for there's so many issues to address but i guess what came to mind is as an artist you know, I recently just got accepted to Tribeca Film Festival mm-hmm. for a short yes. film I wrote about about intersectionality around gender and religion. And it's so powerful when, obviously, we already know, I'm preaching the choir, when the people who are part of the community are running the show yep. and telling the stories and me wanting to see queerness ran by queer people. Right. I'm tired of the called me by my name. I'm tired of um, Love, Simon. I'm tired of, you know, even this new movie called Disobedience that to get Hollywood attention, they threw in Hasidic and lesbian <laughs> in the same time. <laughs> and it's it's like we're, it reminds me of like how I said to someone recently that like everyone loves us when it comes to drag, when it comes to you're so fierce, honey, which is also degrading and being like, yes, girl, yeah. but you don't love I me mean, when I'm homeless, when my community's yeah. dying. Oh, yeah, so that leads me into my <laughs> second part of saying that I hate that when I am trying to, I'm an activist on many issues, but being that I'm from the queer community, I could bring up a lot, but I hate when I come into a space and I'm looked at, labeled as the, um, the bringing my queer agenda. There's so much apathy that is in society that people don't realize that allies are the biggest resource in terms yep. of deconstructing right. oppression. They're the ones you that have being, the platform. You, like for you, for example, you extending your arms and having knowledge for your brother made such a difference from all the rejection and trauma. And in lines with talking about illnesses, when I was growing up in a religious community, you have all the negative messages the religious community is telling you, added society, mm-hmm. so many other things added, you don't want to be different and you're just going and you're not comfortable with yourself. And then when you finally feel pressured by people who are labeling you this term and then you come out, you internalize that all these labels and diseases and stuff is who you are. Yeah. And I still struggle with that yeah. about Facts. my gender, Facts. about my expression, about my sexuality. Facts. And I, sh- I think what bothers me the most is I struggle that people, just like they have a black man or of any minority, they have this profile about me that they don't give me the opportunity to have a job or they don't, they don't make me feel safe for that reason and they'll walk away from me or they'll spit in my face or they'll attack me or assault me because they feel like they have permission and like you don't even know who I am as a person. Yep. You know, like I've been experiencing a lot with like homeless people who I give them food and then they go ahead and being homophobic but they yeah. want a metric card right. I'm like, <laughs> did your straight friend right here help you? Like I was a person. So it's, it's a lack of apathy in society and I'm really tired of, like you were saying, Rose, of just even other oppressed groups not holding space for other oppressed groups. Yeah. So again, That's I get love to because people of color don't want to be attacked by anyone else, but I think it's our responsibility in the community to attack them. And I'll be like, 
yes, you are wrong at X, Y, and Z. Don't make it seem that just because you're a victim that you are not at fault for victimizing other others. people. Yeah. Yeah. Attack, attack not physically, but attack, attack Verbally, the, the, emotionally. the negative no, the negative, the negative vibe. Right. I, I do call yeah. them out because some people do not wake up until you give them a little scar right. that makes them think, oops. And I think that's what's happening with men in this society with Me Too and Time's Up. And all these white men are like, our power is taken from all these people of color <laughs> and queers. And it's Get like, it. yeah, I'm happy of it. I'm like, it's time for everyone to sit the fuck down and being like, there's room for all of us not just you and that on that note uh, i'm gonna end <laughs> i was broadcast. not triggered was, at all that was the that was the perfect and i mean honestly uh i think it's important to continue this conversation i would love to have any of you who would like to come back on the show um next week or the week after we can we can set up a you know whatever date works best for everybody and to continue this conversation but i think one of the takeaways is that we need to be more aware of each other we need to be more aware of, of the diversity that is not the diversity that's not just among us in society but it's among us as individual communities to worry about like global warming yeah. and terrorism <laughs> than fighting over queerness let's, let's like, get over our yeah society. let's get over ourselves one, and, one issue at a time on though honestly issues. like and, aliens uh, <laughs> well i want to thank Everybody, uh, Zia, Panda, Sam, Rose, JJ, I would like to thank you all for being here. Thank you for um, having us. I'm, I'm happy. It was uh, such a pleasure. I'm happy that nobody was uh, pushed too far today. Uh, <laughs> next time we'll get deeper into some of the discussion. I won't have any technical issues in the beginning. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to continuing the conversation, guys. Thank you very much. Put, 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 peace. <laughs> oh, shit. You okay? Sure.